You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, From the AfterBuzz studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menounos and Bing.com, and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies, this is AfterBuzz TV's Eureka After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. If you'd like to buzz in on tonight's show, you can buzz us at 424-256-1729. That's 424 424- 256-1729. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Eureka After Show. Hi, everybody. Welcome back for our... Oh, Bing is for doing. I always forget to say that. Oh, wow. Oh. Nice. <gasps> hey, you're good. Nice. That was awesome. I love this. I love that. That's so awesome. We have theme music. We don't... Yeah, no, that's them. never happened before. This is like Pavlov's dog brings back. This is, Beverly. This is in honor of Beverly. The theme it's true. It's true. So, Bing is for doing, and we are here doing another Eureka wrap up show, and this is season five, episode seven, Ex Machina. So, I am Jenna Bush, and I am here with Deborah Ferentino, aka uh, Beverly. Beverly, Eureka's <laughs> awesomest. Thank you. Thank you. Exactly. <laughs> Thank you. We manifested this. I'm Jennings Roth Cornette of many, many places, including AMC and Screen Rant and beyond. Oh, yeah. I should say where I'm from. Zap to it. Hi, guys. Um, okay, so before we start, just want to make sure you guys know um, you can follow us on Twitter at, at AfterBuzzTV. You can also go to iTunes, download this as a podcast, and make sure you subscribe because there's lots of awesomeness that will come into your YouTube channel. Yes. It's amazing. And it only takes a minute to tell your friends. Okay. Let's talk about a little Eureka. Yes. Let's start with, well, first of all, let's start with, with Beverly because yes. you're here and it's awesome. You have been a topic of conversation multiple times. Every show. Every, by that, <laughs> I mean every, every single show because I happen to love your character. And I'm going to take this off because it's banging things. But <laughs> the, Okay, so today... In the office, I for the first, I was out of the country, so I watched the Les Mis trailer for the first time, which mm-hmm. was amazing. There is a point to this. Get get ready for it. It's going to come around. Okay. <laughs> so we were talking about how great a character um, Javert is, even though he's kind of a jerk, mm-hmm. because he has this. He's so committed to his own sense of ethics, oh, far too committed to his own sense of ethics, to mm-hmm. the detriment of everyone around him, ultimately. But that's Beverly. But that's what makes an interesting character. It's true. Comment. Well, you know, you know, it's funny. Going back and thinking with the pilot and who Beverly was and how she evolved over time and who she was working for was always key. You, you are both actors, so you have to know in each scene who you're talking to, what your world is outside what you're filming. And we were about to shoot the scene where Beverly first speaks to this mysterious group of people. And Andy Crosby was on the set at the time. And I said, okay. And I came in, you know, we do a lot of research. I had this life of Beverly. I had it down to what kind of stone she collected, what her morning routine was. You know, we're excited to be on the set. So I had these colorful stones that I thought I had this 
excuse me, writers, but I had this whole imaginary life of Beverly that she worked for, like this, this, like an Oracle Delphi, like women that were powerful and that she was connected into this. (laughs) And so I I said, Andy um, Crosby, we're about to shoot the scene. I said, so who am I talking to? And he said, well, we're we're not sure. (laughs) It's either... Uh, an environmental group, and it's <clears throat> it's a really good group, or it's um, this horrible group that wants to you know take over the world. <laughs> okay, what am I going to do? And I understood, you know, it was the beginning of a show. They're trying to figure it out, and you know, they had a lot of a lot of different issues to um, explore. So in that moment, I just went into my imagination. I think that was part of the issue in the first two seasons that because I just at Comic-Con Jamie had mentioned that the season one they had to um, switch around the episodes in which order right, they yeah. aired and so I went oh that's what happened mm-hmm. but we still really didn't know who or what Beverly was which is very common in series television that the writers see kind of who works and what happens and the stories evolve as it goes so um, so Beverly was committed to whatever it was even though we didn't know what it was yeah. and as it evolved, um, I just feel so grateful that I got to do so many different things. And she got to push the envelope. And she was always very much, um, she had strong convictions. So. Yeah, absolutely. And she put the smackdown on the senator this season. Oh, that <laughs> was so fantastic. Point. I mean, how lucky was I to be able to shoot that scene? I, Thank you, writers, yeah, for writing good. that. that I, it was so, so delicious. It was about like midnight, one in the morning, and just was so much fun. I want. I think they said we have it. Like, Can we do it again? Like that was the scene. Can we just shoot it again, please? Because it what, did it feel? Did you get that that sort of cathartic sense of what it would be like to really give someone an an amazing cup up and that's not well, violent. He, you right. know, even more like I loved Beverly from day one. From uh, she, every scene that we got to do was like, such a gift. All the early stuff we did and yeah. with the Faraday and. I was just so grateful when I was asked to come back in season four and have this backstory and to explain who her father was and to actually imagine that why she always kind of liked Allison, that because Allison actually saved Beverly's father and that 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 information that was it just enriched it and made the entire kind of seven year journey. It was icing on the cake for me. I love that. I love that whole that whole thing through season four. Season four was fantastic. There was just something about it, wasn't it? I mean, I don't know any other series on television that evolved as much as Eureka did. How oh, yeah. each each season changed so much, and the characters grew, and we all got to um, play the piano on many different keys. Yeah, yeah. But, oh, but it kind of worked too. That they, <clears throat> I kind of like the idea that they didn't know. Well, either they're really evil or they're trying to save the world, because then ultimately they're doing both. I mean, they are both. Yeah. In well, that's that, what you know. I, in, in that moment, I thought, you know what, whatever it is that she's doing, it's not exactly ethical. So yeah. on any, so she has to believe. And you look at, you know, anybody who believes, we were just talking about yeah. Les Mis, you have these strong convictions. It's, and it's so fun. It's so much more yeah. fun than playing, you know, Nicey, nicey McPhee. <laughs> I've done. <laughs> I, I live. Yes. Yes. I know. I always like playing the evil characters. No one ever wanted to cast me as an evil character, though. You're too nice. I, oh, thank you. I, I always I, get cast as an evil character. <laughs> I don't know what that means. But okay, so this is this is the following three things that I have to say about all of that. Okay, a I always got cast as always got cast as some kind of waif, runaway 
prostitute. <laughs> I was like, I found my friend dead in a bathroom on like three television shows. Like it okay. was ridiculous. <laughs> like I was always identifying the body. But at least I wasn't the body. I was identifying right. the body, but still. Um a, B, I think it's because you, by the, everyone should know how amazingly kind, generous, lovely, and wonderful this woman is. So I think that probably just, you know, there, there, there's got to be some part of your psyche that wants to play in these other realms and enjoys it because you're not doing it in your life, which is far a healthier choice. And you, you know, you know yeah. those characters are more Interesting too. I mean, yeah, like Easy are. Streets was this. There's a show I did 1996 with Paul Haggis, and this was a lawyer that was so twisted. You guys were too young to know about this show. <laughs> I wasn't, sure. but, uh, but it was. She was a mob lawyer, and I was lucky enough to travel to New York City. The research is always fun, and hang out with a real mob lawyer named Jerry Shargell, and he believed he could have. Be- been any type of lawyer in the world, but he loved working for the mob. And he he would take he took me into this bar. He said that's where the body that Jimmy Coonan was allegedly shot was there. Oh I said, my god! I said, but but he was convicted. Is it is it still alleged? Once you <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. I, I, you know. But it was really um, fascinating to see people that really choose to go on into the dark side and yeah. like Beverly's dark side what what the writers and I'm so I mean I don't think I'll ever have another opportunity at a character like Beverly because she went to the dark side because of the light yeah, yeah. and yeah. that's where you get to play and so f- in with humor they actually yeah. helped bring some lightness to it I mean it, now that it's done I'm like wow that was that's the most extraordinary experience and that's real you know because mm-hmm. I, I feel like that's 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 you know what we've been talking about that's really what we see all the time in life and that's what we see in sort of like political movements and people Mm -hmm. I mean even if you look at someone like in Beverly it doesn't go this far but someone like Jim Jones started out with really positive intentions and he actually did a lot of good in neighborhoods that he was yes he did he really did yeah it's a little freaky to think about and and, and then he it's it's amazing (laughs) I don't know why I've like read books about Jim Jones but (laughs) you should probably not judge me I read about the Salem witch trials. Yeah. I understand, but yeah. a, okay. But he really, you know, he started out with these really positive intentions, and he he rallied communities, and and he was he, he did a lot of good, and then he just went to this toxic. A, he did a lot of drugs. He he was yeah, doing a lot of speed, have had some brain damage. There. Yeah, yeah, but then he he just went to this like toxic ego space, and that's and he got like lost there. And and he couldn't see the forest for the trees anymore. Now he went to maniacal, you know, ego maniacal. Yeah. Beverly's still in like, you know, uh, you she know, didn't fund- want to hurt anybody. No, but it's like fun. It's like it's <laughs> right. like it's like fundamentalist. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Where extreme beliefs. Yeah, yeah. It's yes. so you, there's no flexibility yeah, totally. in it. Also, just circling back really quickly for not playing evil characters. You. You played Evita. Well, that's so true. Um, in yeah, fact, I, I was called a, Evita. Okay, well, I like, was called a whore in three shows by my <laughs> ex-fiance many, many years ago. I played uh, Mary Magdalene, and he played Judas. Oh, I was going to say, I, like, <laughs> good thing he's an ex-fiance. I know, right? Yeah. No, I, mean, I, I needed context. Right. No, and then Evita, he played Che. And then Grand Hotel, and I played Elisaveta, and he played uh, her. Yeah. So you so, have it in you. Uh, I know I have it in me, but I don't know that other people always get that I have it in me. I can see it. Yeah, did same. you do Evita for a year? Yeah. What a that workout that must have been for Yeah, I had Oh, yeah. I feel like I should do this when I hear applause I now. I think you should. Or I keep when thinking I of Madonna games. doing it now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 
I know. I actually did it before the movie came out, so it was it was a while ago. What do you think of the movie? I still haven't seen it. I can't. I couldn't because I know they changed the music for her, and it bothered me so much at that time. And I just haven't. I haven't seen it since then. But I did so much research on her. I think she's absolutely fascinating. Mm-hmm. And she was another person who thought she was doing something good. Right. She really did. I mean, mm-hmm. she was stealing money well, from the government, but she, she was did. really into her too. Oh, she totally was. You but know, she also had this thing about how she wanted to help the poor and help yeah. the workers, and mm-hmm. you know, and maybe take some for herself. Yeah, she <laughs> needed shoes. She there, did. She, okay. she needed the yes, shoes. She but needed that's shoes. that's Avita has kind of the combination of like the, because the Beverly character I mean you know the the Beverly character is a softer I also think she gives good advice so legitimately like yeah. I, I'm like that's good advice oh, you guys yeah. I forgot how much fun it was yeah. being this psychotherapist <laughs> and a sex therapist she was in the beginning and that changed and, oh my god um, well this is random but we actually we have to do um, a little plug for our new sponsor Yes. But it's a sort of an interesting segment we have every week. So Amazon is our new sponsor. Mm. And if you're going to go buy things on Amazon anyway, you go to AfterBuzzTV.com and you click on the Amazon banner. It just takes a second. doesn't change anything. But we get goodies so we can bring you more goodies. So we, every week we talk about our drunk Amazon purchases. Because I tend to make them every week. But this one is a big one. This is a doozy, this one. Yeah, this is. Like I've all right, so you don't know, but I I bought toe shoes, purple toe shoes. I got a ballet bar for my house. I I have bought a number of terrifying things, but this week it's almost a torture device. It's a leg stretcher. A leg stretcher. A leg stretcher. So I don't know why I feel that at my age I I should be able to do a split. And I've never because you know, honey, a, a leg stretcher has a whole different meaning. That I went like, somewhere way. Yeah, we went yeah. there. No, but that no. was a real thing. Where okay, you went. I'm thinking Beverly yeah. could have used that yeah. in season one. Yeah, right. yeah, you, right. Like legs. We've stretcher. talked about Fifty Shades of Grey before on right. the show, and we mm. should we should just state for the right. record that the, a leg stretcher has multiple. multiple right, meanings. right. Okay. Well, this particular leg stretcher, actually, if you look at it, it does sort of look like some kind of sex toy, but it, it's a like a chair it's because it is. And then the, <laughs> I think it well, is. Well, she doesn't is. know it. I think, I think we got to talk about I'm, this. I'm perfectly willing to discover this. <laughs> do, you, do, you, do you have a unique swing in your house? No, no, well? I don't have that. I don't have that. Okay, was that in Fifty Shades? But of it does. I, I don't know. remember if there was a swing. there was a leg there was a leg stretcher. There was. Oh yes, there was. Oh no, it's not that kind. But it's it's for ballet. But it so you crank. Actually, this really does sound like a sex toy. Okay, so you crank the wheel, and the legs keep going out like this. <laughs> she thinks it. I know. You're really digging yourself deep No, here. but you like, know wait, what? This, this is why it was a drunk PM purchase. <laughs> <laughs> She's blushing. Yeah. She's getting high I never blush. family-friendly <laughs> programming you. You're seriously blushing. Yeah. Oh, oh my God. Look at her whole body. Look at her body is blushing. Oh, my God. I am. That's hysterical. I never blushed. You're bright. Totally blushing on your chest. Oh my god! It's because you That's accidentally started cool. talking about sex toys in the middle of like. Well, I'll talk about those anyway. That is a somatic response. I, I was think thought. it was. I think it was because I didn't expect. That was I like don't. a cool Mae West thing that just happened for you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> she slips out once in a while. Nice. I can't help it. Nice. I think. Oh. I think it's because I didn't even think about it when I was talking about it, but now I understand why it was a drunk purchase. Hmm. The possibilities. Okay. So, oh, well, can we hear it? It's a wheel that you turn. Oh, yes. Okay. So, yeah, you're sitting on the chair and your legs are forward and you turn the wheel and they keep going forward. <laughs> oh, my God. It totally is a sex toy. <laughs> I love it. Okay. I'm totally willing to use this. 
Can what? we? Is, can okay. Oh no! I'll, we'll I'll bring in later. pictures. It's yeah. Okay. I know. We're like the queen of the inappropriate. I, I know. Every week, it's inevitable. Goodness gracious! It happens every week. I mean, there Good. really have been Fifty Shades of Grey discussions, and yeah, I do need to read that, don't I? Yes, I don't you do. Know if it's okay, I, I swear. Yeah, I've been resisting because I'm just like I. I remember the Bridges of Madison County, and everyone thought it was such a great book, and I. It was so boring. Oh, well, I, it bored me too. Bored, totally bored me. Okay. Well, this yeah. is going to be a very different world <laughs> in a lot of ways than that. Yeah. Well, but I mean, it really. Do you, is. I've heard it's yeah. misogynistic, though, right? I mean, in, this is here's mm-hmm. the deal. Like in mm-hmm. some in some in some ways, yes. Yeah. And I, I, I certainly can see that. I just mean it's it's not as well written as Bridges of Madison County. No, it's not well. Yeah, I hear it's not. Um, well no, oh, and no, my literary friends do not think it's yeah. very well. Written. Oh, it no. is. <laughs> it is first person present tense, like a three year old wrote it right, for like many right. pages. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like yeah. I'm sitting in the chair. I'm looking at Sarah. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? like it's really that'll excite poor, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Poor, yeah. poorly yeah. written in that regard. Yeah, but this, I think, the misogynistic element to it exists. But I, what fascinates me is that it started out as Twilight fanfic, and there is a lot of feminine erotic fiction available online. Mm-hmm. We could mm-hmm. be reading Aniasin if we wanted to and having book clubs. Mm-hmm. But what people are reading is this that was Twilight fanfic. So that's the link. That's mm-hmm. the connection. That's what people are responding to mm-hmm. in my mind culturally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I feel like what that's about is that the level of gender confusion in our world mm-hmm. has gotten to a degree that certain members, like I think a lot of women are at the point where they're like, I'm exhausted. I work all the time. Mm-hmm. I feel like I have to play multiple roles all the time I'm the man and the woman and there's something really enticing and I think this is why Mad Men is popular too about just the idea for a moment in even if it's just in your sex life giving up control and letting somebody Mm -hmm. else for that moment take the reins that I understand yes I think that's what it is so read and report back because we would like to hear this all right well I have my homework Oh yes! Oh, oh you're going to be amused I'm, by your homework. I'm going to make an Amazon. I'm going to make an Amazon recommend. Speaking of books, and this is a really good book. I was in the airport, um, and I actually bought a physical book, which mm-hmm. was bananas. But it was one of my favorite authors, who's Margaret Atwood, and it was yeah. Surfacing, mm-hmm. which I've never read. But that's not what I'm going to re- recommend. Um, she has a book that's one of my favorite books ever, called The Blind Assassin. Mm-hmm. And it's really groovy and it fits into Eureka because it's kind of sci-fi. Like she's there's a novel within the novel that's like a sci-fi novel or like a fantasy novel. And I want everyone to read this book. And that's my pitch. Okay. I like it. I have found some of my favorite books at airports. Oh, my God. I love holding a book. I I have my eye, but it's just that there's, I love to travel, though. Do you guys do? Oh, my God, I do. All right. If you could go anywhere in the world, where would you go? Oh, wow. Um, I think Japan. Japan, have you been? No, never. That's why I want to go. I mean, I've been to Italy, which I've always wanted to go to. I've been Mm -hmm. to France and I've been to Rio and, oh, but also Argentina because of Evita. Oh, Argentina. Yeah, and, I really want to go. And and the men. I wanna, oh, yes. I'd yeah. like some of those. Not just one, some. <laughs> um, which brings us to our next topic. See how I did that? Mm-hmm. That's very exciting. Okay, so um, Holly and Fargo. Yes, talking, like, since we should probably review the show right. at some point. <laughs> I just watched most of the show today. I had to, it. Their love story is oh. so beautiful and 
when Fargo looks, I, I, you talk about it first and I'll tell you. Oh what I God, it's, it was just so heartbreaking. It was just like, because Fargo, I mean, Fargo's obviously been, been one of my favorite characters. I mean, mm. everyone loves Fargo. We've seen him go from this kind of jerk and Neil was on the show Some last week. love other characters. Yes, well, that's yes. true. That's true. No, but <laughs> no I, mean, I love Fargo too. Yeah. Yes. No, but I mean, he was, he's just such a goofball and he was kind of a jerk in the beginning and now he's, he's just the most lovable character and to see him finally with someone who's just as quirky, totally gets him mm-hmm. and then to have her taken away like that it's like I mean I, I was thinking about it as um, I, I my guilty pleasure is ghost hunter shows so mm. it, the idea of being able to speak to someone after they're gone that just that's something that just really hit me on a deep level oh. and it was the idea that um, someone still exists and when do you let them go and do you decide to keep them? And if you could keep them in another form, would you? Yeah. So, like, if you, I mean, I've read books about this, and like, so mm-hmm. say your significant other passes, and you still have, you still feel like you're talking to them. Is that healthy for a while? Is it healthy long term? Is if it gives you peace, does it matter what other people think about it? So mm-hmm. I, I went a little deep this week. Yeah, I mean, I think all we talked about this too last week with Holly. Like, wh- at what point do you let something go and 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 kind of hanging on to fantasy in your life? There's a movie, by the way, Truly Madly Deeply. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. kind of about that. Oh, but it's anyway, a great movie. Isn't that such a great movie? Yeah, Alan movie. Rickman is amazing. Um, anyway, but that yeah, I think that. But I'm coining this to bring it to a lighter realm. Yeah. Ho- 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 Holly Craft. <laughs> yes, this was oh. happening on Twitter earlier. <laughs> what is it? <laughs> because it's a hologram, so oh, hologram. hologram. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's sweet. But I, I do think that it, what's going to be interesting to have it play out now is that she's slightly more manifested, but she's still not someone that can hold him and touch him and be in a real human relationship with him. So... But she, the robot arm, she was controlling the robot arm. So my guess is that she's they're going to develop some kind of AI. I have to say, the writing team at Eureka will blow your socks off. It is just, it's beautiful what they wrote for them. I can't say anything. Well, what is it? I am. I'll be shot. But isn't Neil his work? Oh, he's amazing. Me away because he goes to the edge emotionally, and it's raw and real without nothing. And you, Mm -hmm. I feel the beginning of this episode. It's how do you pronounce it? El Machina, ex Machina, ex Machina. Yeah, I thought it was pronounced differently, but he. Just you, I wanted to jump into the television and give him a hug. He was so and and. But it was also, (laughs) but it was also really funny. You know, you know, it was just kind of like I was just thinking at my funeral. Do I want my my eulogy to be like? I want Joe to give my eulogy. I know he does. He we did the TV series together years ago. He was always the one giving the eulogy. It's always Joe Morton giving the eulogy. So we want Joe Morton. Okay, that's who's going to do the eulogy because the eulogy was essentially. Do you want to say anything? Not really. Yeah, like, I'm all good. <laughs> and I love the look that that Erica like, has to him. Like, what like, is going on? And everyone's like, "We know yeah, you too." Is he yeah. losing his mind? And that's okay. how great the cast is. Such it's like a fine tuned instrument because Absolutely. everyone's reactions to him and how they're looking, trying to figure it out, and what's wrong with him? Is he okay? It's just the oh. subtle moments that Eureka is filled with all the time. Oh, you know what? I have to mention the title because I it comes from Deus Ex Machina, which is you know um, in ancient um, Greek plays, it would be an arm that would lower 
the gods onto the stage. So I should have known that. After Buzz TV exclusive. <laughs> I love that ancient Greek is an exclusive. exclusive exactly. But, it, but it's cool. So it would lower things on. So anytime someone would something comes in to completely change the game, you call it in you know, Deus Ex Machina. So it's um it's God in the machine. Yeah. So it's the idea that someone's coming in and now now it's switched everything because she was gone and now she's back. And now she's better. But it's also God in the machine. Right. Literally. I mean, yeah. quite literally. Because, I mean, what was cool, too, about the episode for me, and I have to say I agree with you, this writing team is pretty fantastic. Amazing. Because what was cool for me is that tonally, it, tonally, <laughs> that's <laughs> right, I'm fancy with words. You are fancy. Um, it, it went to this kind of horror place for a minute, even to the point that I wasn't actually scared, but I was like, like, you know what? That's creepy. Yeah, you know, because mm-hmm. she, because she, it was like a haunting, and it was in that same way of a of a, a frightened ghost, a mm-hmm. frightened spirit would be doing things that you may perceive as threatening or dangerous, but she's really just making a plea for help, just like the hand or the hand. Yeah, yeah. So I was, God. you know, and the and the actor who played the the. Um, the guy that was there from the DOD that was he was yes. wonderful yeah. oh, he was fantastic What's his name? Do we know it's his been name? driving me nuts because I watched the, the show right before he I left today and I didn't get a chance to look it up and I, I want to know <laughs> okay we'll look it up because he did an amazing job he oh, grounded so it good. he was not a, they yeah, he he did. He did. And and I also like the relationship. They est- he established a rapport with Joe really quickly. Immediately, really yeah. Quickly. yeah. Which I thought was, because he probably came in. Who knows what scene he shot first? We don't know. But, don't know. but they were you able. You believe that they were in Afghanistan. Yeah, yeah oh, you did. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, which I thought yeah. was, was great. And I think he played a really nice, a, a really great foil. Um, and then it's sort of bringing in all the questions, too, of the big brother and, like, how far is too far. And mm-hmm. because, you know, he's really like Beverly. He's really like this is the right thing to do because it's about protection. Protecting but, people. We right, save yeah. lives. You felt like he was absolutely a really yeah. good guy. There was nothing sinister about yeah, him. Not like, at the, all. It was, yeah. That was yeah. the line he walked. That we're yeah. coming in here. We're going to spy on you. But yeah. it's not spying. Right. It's not, it's we're helping. Fun. We're totally helping. But, you know, this show is you could, you could talk about Eureka endlessly because there are so many subtle points made through the humor and through the entertainment and the characters. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Well, no, that's what I've loved back. for so long. They reflect back to You've things watched in from the world. beginning. Oh, yes, I have. <laughs> have you watched from the beginning? I didn't. Jenna introduced me to it. Well, I because did. It, I'm a total nerd also. Yes. Um, but, you Are know. Are you both I, really nerds? No, really. I'm like hard. I no. play World of Warcraft. I have a sword and a lightsaber in my trunk right now. No, like really. She, I'm not we're, kidding. We're both. <laughs> but so I mean, I think, I, I, I think that we're kind of nerds in different ways. Yeah. You know, like you, you can't. I think that here's the thing is like when you're in this kind of job, people think that you can know everything all the time about all things. And you can't because you just there's not enough time in the day. You've also got to work mm-hmm. and things like that. And so some things you miss, like I am a huge, massive, insane Joss Whedon lover. Oh, like I just God, wrote a yes. whole essay about him. It was so for, fantastic. You have to read it. It's I'd so good. Um, it. I'm like, I call it, 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 Greg um, Clark coined this term that he called him a contemporary pop mythologist, which I thought was really Ooh. accurate. But anyway, mm. but my point is like I in film school was introduced to him because I was sitting in a class and they played this episode from Buffy called Hush. Oh, yes. Um, Great episode. I think, Amazing. I know, right? Amazing. And, 
And so I was like, oh, well, the impending $80,000 of death is so worth it. And like, I went back and I watched everything. But previous to that, I'd been into sci-fi, into horror, into fantasy. But you miss things and then and then people introduce them to you and you find them. Like Jenna, I introduced her to Fringe, yes. which is yes, one of my I love. favorite series. series. Yeah, I just Great. got on board and now I've watched all of it. So that was like a whole, so why did I go so far into like how, because it's just funny, it's our jobs and yeah. anyway. I don't know how you watch it. My daughter told me about Game of Thrones today. At least I know there are only yeah. 12 episodes per season, so it's only 24 hours there was that I need 10 to get. this season. Yeah. So I only have 22 hours that yeah. I have to watch. I can do that. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Canon should. Yeah. Oh, it will blow your mind. Actually, one mm. of the swords that is in my trunk right now is from the show. <laughs> You see, I am a nerd. Were you a nerd as a child? <laughs> yes. Pac-Man. I played D&D I on craft paper. I Pac-Man. Love Pac-Man. I still play it. Pac-Man Frogger. is the best video game ever. It is. Created. It is. It's so simple. It's never yeah. been topped. No. No. And I, I mean, In my opinion. Yeah. It's hey, never really? been topped. Yeah. Maybe Donkey Kong. Oh, I do love Donkey Kong. Maybe. <laughs> okay. I do love Mario. <laughs> Mario, I love. Oh, that. so much fun. No, I mean, yeah. this is the first year I'm not covering E3, which is the gaming conference. So this is, this is a, it's pretty intense not being there and hearing the news. Are you having withdrawals? Yeah, a little bit. A little bit. <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. But I got I, to talk to Stan Lee today, so I'm okay. Je- yeah, Jenna's, <laughs> Jenna's, more of a, Jenna's more of a gamer than, yeah. than like, I I would, like, read Sorry. fantasy and I would, like, um... Yeah, I did. I, I would read watch fantasy. That. Yeah, we both did yeah. that and, like, yeah. I would watch... I love fantasy. A lot. He's a tiny little girl I watched to be and I was, like, obsessed with it. And my mom, like, we had four movies in our... We had on tape. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. Or... Beta D- tape? Or, or VHS. <laughs> By yeah. the way, it's, they were DVDs because I was born like 15 years ago. Yeah, right. That's right. But so... Laser discs. Exactly. Laser they were laser discs. discs. <laughs> so, but we had Star Wars, like the original Star Wars yeah. series. We had 2001 Space Odyssey, the Blues Brothers. Nice. And the Wind in the Willows. And that oh. describes basically my personality. Oh. <laughs> like, like, I swear to God, the four movies that we had created my personality. It's oh amazing. My God. It, I watched Born Free. Okay, that was my first oh. movie. That that was it. So going out to nature and running around. It was Star animals. Wars for me. Star Wars was the big changing thing. That and Anne McCaffrey, all her books about dragons. I just wrote a, a, oh. a blog post about her when she passed away and said, like, there were two characters that I felt like I was like. And it would, this is it just you read these books that describe my personality perfectly. It was Lessa, who's a very hard ass, really tough woman who can get through things, and this girl Menely, who um, went to music school and was very quiet and very shy. And like, if you put those people together, it's me. So, and it affected everything that I did for the rest of yeah. my life reading these books. So, how old were you when you first read this? I was I read really early, so I was six when I read the first one. I, this had a real I could see it was really early. Yeah, but how beautiful! I mean, that's what create that's like stimulated your imagination. And you think about how many kids don't get to read books yeah. that really. Okay, my my seventeen year old she's gonna kill me for this right now. <gasps> the book that. Was she was obsessed with the lovely bones? Oh Ooh, wow, dark! I know, wow. <laughs> but she saw the light in it. Yeah, well, yeah. There is. Okay, so the, yeah. so I mean that one book that they'll stick at, you know, the, oh, the yeah. grabs. I've read I've read those books at least I think I'm up to the tenth time the whole series, which is like thirty something books. So I love them. And they tried to make a video game of it, and it didn't work. But that's okay. And that brings me to our next sponsor, which is GameFly. Yeah. I'm so proud of myself for that segue. Um, okay, so <laughs> thank you. Yay! Thank you. Every week I try to do this um, as a good voiceover, and I always mess it up. But when I was on the show with Neil, when Ralph was out of town, it totally worked. So I'm going to try it again. All right. 
Gamefly, do you like video games? Yes. Tired of paying $50 to $60 for new ones? Oh, yes. Try Gamefly, the Netflix of video gaming. Over 8,000 games for Wii, PS3, Xbox, and more. Keep it as long as you want. Return it whenever. AfterBuzzers get a 15-day free trial if they click on our banner at AfterBuzzTV.com. Wow. If you don't like it, cancel anytime. It helps AfterBuzz TV, and it saves you money on games. Wow. wow. I want to sign yeah, up now, actually. Thank you. That, that actually is really a great thing. I yeah. Okay, what game I've never what game should I start with? Oh wow. Um do you would you think you'd prefer fighting games or something with a deep story? Is there a combo pack? Yes. Yeah, yeah. You could do See, I love story, but also like one of my favorite things I love to I love a little kicking. Oh punch. yeah, I love, I love and I love. You know, I would say Dragon Age would be good for you. Okay, Dragon and Felicia is actually a character, like a downloadable character. So, you know, that's it's kind so of amazing. You can play with your friends. You can literally, literally, and literally yeah. virtually, and literally. That is yeah. like the future. I just went to my first Comic Con, and it was fascinating. I loved it so much. It's people, so cool. It's a whole new world. I don't know where I've been, but that is it's just oh, a whole new world. You Comic-Con need to play Dragon Age. Okay, Comic Con is a whole new world. <laughs> I think that we should, though, get back. We should. I. It's so easy just to chat with you guys. I know. I'm just like. We're girls. <laughs> it's true. It's we true. chat. It is. Yeah. Yeah. We are. We talk. Well, let's. I'm looking at you. What would you like to talk about? Um, Eureka. We could. You know what we could I talk love about? Eureka. I do too. <laughs> I think we should talk about Zane and what a romantic he is. <gasps> you know, Niall. I love him. I, he's so kind. He's, I've never have, met has he him. been on the show? No, no, because he's filming a show right now. He's so. in Canada right yeah, now. Yeah, and Colin's with him right now, actually, I think. Oh. Yeah. I, but I, I like that they I, I do like that they had a little conflict this week. Yes. You know, I liked I liked that that sort of Carter was enjoying bad Allison. Not, <laughs> I, know, I love that. I was yeah. I was like, that's gonna go home with you. Um, <laughs> and then get punished for that. <laughs> and then but I like that Zane was un, like he didn't really repent for kind of being who he was where Joe was like, you need to be honest with me all the time. And he's like, well, don't ask me questions you don't want the answer to, yeah. Ben. You know, which mm-hmm. I appreciated because it's kind of true. We have this theory like, oh, honesty is always the best policy. But as we've discussed previously, it's not always the best policy. Yeah, and yeah. he had to keep, you know, yeah. a secret there. I mean, this is, yeah. it's, I'm married and sometimes we've had friends that like were going through something and they tell my husband and want to keep it private then I'd find out 6 months later and I I was I so respected my husband for not telling me because yeah. he was he kept a secret. Yeah. And yeah. that's what you have to do. But their relationship I thought was in this episode the way just Joe and Zane interacted felt so grounded. Like yeah. it felt a, this was a real they developed they've evolved. This was something oh. Yeah, that and well, that's part of what I liked that. about I it do. because it should it should it should have sort of its own little issues and bumps, you know, if mm-hmm. we're to believe that it's an actual relationship. And I I think the bumps weren't so big that we're like, well, now I don't think it's romantic. Yeah, I mean, you know? I, I think that's the thing I like about it. I like, I mean, now. I'm coming at this from a weird perspective because I just got out of a 15-year relationship. So dating people, I Roth knows this. I tend to like people who tell me the truth all the time, even if I don't want to hear it. Like, don't don't lie to me. Like, you can keep secrets. Like, I, yeah, I totally get that. The truth goes to you. Yes, right. exactly. that's what we About want. That. If exactly. it's someone else's thing, oh, yeah, yeah, I don't on. need to know that. Yes. I don't need to know that. But I, I like that, that somebody's honest, even if they're like, yeah, this isn't going to work or whatever. Like, I just, I love that. 
And so I kind of, I really appreciated it this week. But I also like that they've sort of both fought against it in ways. He did it early on and, you know, she's done it. And, but because of that and everything they've been through, you can see there's almost this emotional shorthand between them. Mm -hmm. Yes. And that's what I really love about them. And that's great writing again. Yeah. Yeah. It's just great writing. And I, again, uh, Colin's physical comedy, the whole thing with the arm. (laughs) Yeah. Colin's face, even the detail. I don't know an actor that that really is as specific. They can carry comedy and emotional yeah. depth the way Colin Ferguson can. Oh yeah, it he is, is just awesome. he's awesome. He's such a great yeah, lead for the show. But there was also a lot of really funny lines this week. I mean, he <laughs> yes, had one. That, he funny. had one that <laughs> I really true. liked that was just pretty simple, which is like he finds out that he's not the reason yeah. that the arm is going, and he's like, "That's disappointing." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Like, not, not all that fancy. Like, that. that was kind of awesome. Well, even more so, like, I get screeners sometimes for the shows, and when you get screeners very often, the visual effects are not done. Mm-hmm. And so to watch him do all of this and see that he's acting against nothing yeah. is yes. even more impressive. And so, and I think I told him this, but it, it just... It's really cool to watch that. It's like just even the small reactions and the jump back. Like even with the arm. Like when I was watching that today, I was thinking mm-hmm. about when that he wasn't seeing this. And doing this and then the, the look. Like it really looked like there was something there. Like he had completely created it for himself. Yeah. And yeah. it's like you're saying with the, the physically, he has that kind of freedom. He's not – there's no – I don't see any tension in him. Yeah. Which oh. I think, you know – Which you saw in um, Jack of All Trades. Yeah. When he was yeah. – when he played Niall, when he was oh – was, that was my – I liked it when he was Allison. The oh, that was I, was I loved so subtle when he was Allison because I I really was like I thought it was perfect. He was perfect. Yeah. They didn't go too far. Yeah. It was. Yeah. He was just. It's, it's a pretty extraordinary cast. Yeah, it really about is. and how unique each voice is and how the writers found each voice and then having Holly come in was like uh, Felicia. It's like she's been on Eureka forever. Like she should have been in that town from the very beginning. It's yeah. Pretty, yeah. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I no, love she watching there. them so, so much. They're so, so cute. So, I think there has to be another Eureka. There has to be a Eureka there? movie. There has to be something Oh, else. I've been campaigning for this for a long time. It really yeah, could happen. Is... I mean, that happened with Serenity, certainly, and that ultimately Firefly, worked out yeah. you know, pretty mm-hmm. well for, yeah. for Joss Whedon. I, think, I know. That's I think it would be amazing. Well. I think we should start another campaign. I don't think I anyone's going to have a problem with this. Twitterverse. Twitterverse. We have to do that. Yeah. What was one of your favorite what, episodes? Um, there was one really early on where um, where Allison and Carter, were, it, it was a separated room in, in his house. And one side was really hot and one side was really cold. House Rules? Yes, I think it was House Rules. Wow. And it was, yeah, that's impressive, wow. by the way. That was really <laughs> impressive. <laughs> Because earlier you were like, I don't know. I was in the hot room. I had to take my clothes off. That's why I remember. (laughs) Yeah, And hug Fargo. Yes. It was so fun. Oh, my God. How lucky was I? I know. Yeah. You like that? That was, they they call that the kind of episode where they just, you know, they may have big episodes that go yeah. on location, but that was one that they contained so that yeah. you don't have yeah. to spend as much money in production. And I just loved you it. You loved it. There was the connection between Carter and Allison, I think. That mm-hmm. that was the first time I think I was like, oh, they have to be together. Like, there's no, there's no joke here. Like, this has to happen. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. There was something. I think maybe it's because I, I used to act and I used to do mostly theater that there's something about just being in one room 
mm-hmm. and having nothing really to rely on other than mm-hmm. each other. And I, I love that. I mean, mm-hmm. I love special effects. Don't get me wrong. I am a big sci-fi fan. You but Dinner with Andre. Yeah. I love my Dinner with Andre. I love that movie. I do, too. That's one of my all-time favorites. I love that and the community spoof on it. I mean, I just... Yeah, it was perfect, but just just something about that connection and everyone in that room just really working off each other that just... It was so fun to film. I like the ones... This is an earlier one, too. I really like the one where everybody started to have to to speak their truth in a purple haze. Yeah, oddly enough, it's I mean, really good. As, as much as oh I'm my saying, gosh, I'm like, I know my Eureka Twin. You do, you know. You know. So, as much as I'm saying that, I, you know, insight. I have I have a lot of trouble holding my inside thoughts in. Like, let's face she, it, she does. I do. She does. You know, that's like, why I love you. My inside well, thoughts great. come yeah. out. Yeah, good. As much as keep I think that people ought to keep their inside thoughts in, I don't. <laughs> So, like Why? What, I, I mean, you know what? As yeah. human beings, we need to connect and we need to communicate. As you said, we need to be in our truth. So why? If, if someone doesn't want to hear it, then you don't want to be with them. Yeah. yeah I you guess know? So. It's like find your match, find your village, be but, who you are. But with, with I loved what was really fun about it, too, was that Beverly started to sort of crack in that episode. And like, <laughs> yeah. you know, she was just like, oh, God, like, I could just see a therapist feeling that way, you know, okay. like with your bullshit. Like, just stop, you know? Again, how great is the writing? Thank you. you know, the thing about you guys, I've been watching some more uh, network shows, and you see that Eureka was is, was never formulaic. It, yeah. It, it just, yeah. everybody, like, the, we're talking about these episodes here. They're, they're capsules of great storytelling where characters got to evolve. Yeah. Without, I mean, I, I guess in season three, maybe there were more. Um, I didn't watch much of season three. I just, I haven't seen that. It was when... Tell me about yeah. season three. No, it was. I mean, it was a little more a little more formulaic. And then season four took it and just went crazy. 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 Founder's and, Day just, yeah. just took it to a whole nother And then place. they stuck with the story, which mm-hmm. was just brilliant. It yeah. was so amazing. But I, I yeah. think that what I... I actually, though, really liked watching um, Henry struggle through... You know, through you know, through I, Kim's I, loss. Oh, that after Kim? I, I did. I'm sorry, I know. Yeah. I didn't oh, mean to no. kill her. No. Okay, I, I really. Mean, know. I know that was like, an accident. I, I know. I was like, maybe I should frame how I say this because it's not like, oh, I like to watch people suffer. It's not that. <laughs> I like, think you do. I don't. She totally I know. does. She, she totally does. does. Because you gain something from that. She pulls you, wings uh, off flies. Yeah. It's sad. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, maybe it opens up your compassion. I put spiders outside. I put spiders outside of the house. I do too. Um. No. Sometimes I, it depends. I, I, but I, what I, I mean, there was something about that that was like I thought very bold. Yeah, you know, for a show mm-hmm. that is is often very comedic to, and it was gruesome. Yeah, you know, it was just like a really gruesome way to die. <laughs> meaning. Look what you did. She, I think it wasn't that gruesome. It, Oh my okay. gosh! That's pretty gross. I'm oh, sorry. you mean in, when she went into the artifact? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. That was okay. That yeah. was gruesome. Yeah. Yeah, it was. She came back for a while. I'm going to yeah. pause for a second because we have to do a commercial where you guys can fight this out. Okay. <laughs> hey, guys. We are the America's Best Dance Crew ABDC After Show. Coming to you guys. We watch the show every week just like you. And we go every Friday to the set 
to interview and talk to the crews behind the scenes and let you know what is happening behind the scenes. Hey guys, I'm AJ Gibson here with my lovely co-host. I'll let you introduce yourself. Hey, I'm Kaori Take. Hi, I'm Kira Vente. And we cover uh, America's Got Talent every single Monday night for After Buzz TV. Um, we're not uh, we're not exactly judges, but we have no problem judging. We're crafty enough. Yeah, we, we are crafts. We're definitely crafts. <laughs> we're not shy at all. So you guys, uh, check us out every Monday, 9 o'clock. Uh, like us on iTunes, let us know what you guys think, and uh, we'll keep doing this for you every single week. We love you guys. We're here for you. After Buzz TV, what do you want to buzz about? Get back on. So, so we're talking, you guys, we're talking about <laughs> we're talking about how cool it is to learn, to learn new things and to be, because you can't know everything. Mm-hmm. And, but what's, what's neat is that the show used, I feel like it used it multiple ways, you know, it used the physical mm-hmm. image of a hand yeah. coming out and it used the ghost in the machine, literally. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, the game changer. Yeah. Smart people. I'm a nerd. Yeah. <laughs> But let's, you know, what, one thing scary is like I think I learned that like in twelfth grade and forgot. Now it's like kind of coming back to I, me, which is I really wanna, even more scary. But you are like, please, woman, like going back to school for like mole- yeah. like crazy stuff that I, I could never molecular bio- biology. Is. is that right? Yes, That's I mean, amazing. I, I I'm so like, I'm so you like, deserve applause for that. Cells, it's not a big deal. I'm so <laughs> in awe of math and science people because I remain convinced that they have the key to the universe, and that mm. if like I swear, no, 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 if you find the right like person who who's a physicist, they do. They do. Absolutely. You know? I mean, and, and actually you see now that I, with, I with the, that's I it. Know. But and, and actually Eureka does embrace that with the science and art. That yeah. You see now yeah. in more advanced education, they don't want just the math and the science people. They want a more well-rounded, a person yeah. who understand because so much in history and literature, it's all connected. It is. Yeah. It, it really, in the great theater, I mean, it's all connected. So we have to be a liberal arts education and understanding how math and science works and understanding history is really kind of what... It's the, yeah. it's the bridge, yeah. but then you get the people like Stephen Hawking that can really like communicate their knowledge oh. to, to the pedestrian person like myself, <laughs> you know, that otherwise would not probably be able to grasp Ooh. what he's talking about. If he didn't write the way he does, which is pretty simply. Pretty, uh, he's, he's like a the, brilliant soul. He is he? a yeah. brilliant soul because oh, yeah. I, I mean, the way I describe him, like I met this guy at a party that that was like getting his PhD in physics, which totally turned me on. Of and, course, and, and, <laughs> that, that, and, I know the physics, like, like, but they right? may not be as fun to date. He, they may not. <laughs> I, I, I have his. Whole, his I could talk to you about like, that after the show. I, I want to okay. discuss because I have this whole <laughs> fantasy. So, but he was like, you know, he's like, what I want to do is, is kind of like be be wealthy, and I was like, well, that's an interesting goal for someone getting their PhD in physics. However, (laughs) like I'm sure you could do that in a myriad of ways, but what I would suggest is read a lot of Hemingway because then maybe you'll learn how to write like Stephen Hawking, which is like incredibly concise and clear and straightforward, you know? And if you can communicate your PhD thesis to me in two weeks in a way that I can understand it, you're well on your way to like (laughs) public acclaim. But then, I mean, you Mm -hmm. find these people and they really, to me, they come back around to a I'm, I feel like I'm going to a weird place, but no, you're to not like, actually to like, interesting. To like, <laughs> to, like, to like a metaphysical. I don't want to like offend anybody, but like to a metaphysical plane, to the plane of possibility where where you surrender the idea of the scientific method that is too rigid, you know, and that you accept that that too is a human construct. 
the, you know? the goosebumps. We are all searching for answers yeah. that come to yeah. the ultimate unknown. And I have been privileged to be around some great scientists in my life. And the great thinkers will look and say, we don't know the answer. And there's yeah. something at that very core that's inexplicable, that there is the possibility of a higher power. There's a possibility of a unifying force that is without explanation through math or science. So it's, in a way, math and science for me was just, it was absolute. So when I was right, there's something concrete you know when you know. And that's a comfort zone where art, theater, yeah, music, singing, you don't know. And so my my life's journey is to go on and explore things that I'm not like, okay, I know how to do that. I, I can do calculus. I can do that. But what is out there in the you unknown? You can also act. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's that too. Oh. <laughs> this, acting is such a joy now. And, you know, Eureka gave me that joy. I took a lot of time off between uh, to, to raise my children and to go back to school. This show came to me when I had taken a lot of time off and it was this the script and I, I love and I remember where I was what I was eating what I was wearing I forgot this until right now when I first read the Eureka pilot script it was just literally this gift from another realm came to me at the perfect time in my life I have never been more grateful for something. To cut. It was. It's okay. Now I'm getting all metaphysical. Yeah, no, funny. I love it. Yeah, I, but I, it was. I, it was like this time. I'd been this mom for a long time, and this, and I thought maybe I should get back to work a little bit. And literally, I didn't. Thank you, thank you, guys. I didn't have to audition. <laughs> nice. And I can't believe that it just like literally landed in my lap, and it was the the greatest gift. And that was like taking art and science and humor and putting it all, all into together. a human element. Yeah. And we're all seeking. We talk about curiosity and learning. Don't you want to learn something every day? Constantly. Yes. Oh yeah. Constantly. Yeah. Yeah, and you want to be challenged and and have that engagement too. Well, you guys are challenged because you never sleep. We don't. Well, there's that. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm just like looking at your schedules, and thinking you never sleep, never. and you love. Look at this. Yeah, but you know what the thing is about not sleeping is that it's there's so much fun stuff to do. Yeah, there's so much to do. I mean, that's the thing. You can't. I mean, we're talking about all of this, and I haven't slept this last week because I was interviewing. Like, I was like literally yeah. talking to Ridley Scott about the speed of light and God. That in my, England. In England. That is my television interview with him, which I'm very interested to see how my company will respond to. Okay, so tell me, what did he say about the speed? The speed of light is faster. By the way, I am going that... to send you the link because the man is amazing. <laughs> like, the way his mind works is, is, is any, is a, a Wow! I'm in, I'm I don't want to see I'm this like, now. No, I'm, like, oh I'm in awe because he'll just—he just—you ask him a question, and this—it happened a little more in the print interviews because you have a little more time there. Mm-hmm. But he'll just give you a mini history lesson or a science lesson, and so he—he—he he, he will relate it back to his science fiction in a way that makes sense. And he says, "Listen, you think that all of this is not possible, but here are the seven different reasons why it is." Oh you my know? God! And. And then he goes to the place of what we're talking about, which is the metaphysical release of the fact. And then ultimately, we don't know. And ultimately, we don't know. But that's the human condition is to seek. Yeah. You look at mythology. It's always been to explain. I mean, right now, you know, the Venus transit. Like, what? The Mayan calendar. I know. I want to go. Where do I want to go? I'm desperate to get back down to the Mayan temples this year at some point. Because they're, they're 
just their science, their math, their projections. They they predicted this Venus transit. Yeah, they, they knew then. Yeah, what was going to happen in the skies? That's just great science. Yeah, That's, I went out that, to look at that today. It was pretty cool. It's, did it's, you have the little glasses? I on? did. Yeah, I did too. Yeah, I was, was on awesome. Montana Avenue. The little glasses. Well, on. Awesome. If you if you look at like the Bhagavad Gita and the mm-hmm. the and um the Upanishads, like they mm-hmm. they had an amazing sense of time that we don't have. Like the scope of time that the Western really no offense against anything the the western religions didn't have and you're just thinking like how did you have this sense of time i mean they were measuring things in hundreds of thousands of years yeah you know? bill clinton just heard him say today like he his concern he was asked a question about facebook and you know would you did he invest in it or what he said no i didn't invest it in it which was smart but he, he said you know his generation when he was a child he didn't get a television until he was 10 years old and storytelling was a very important aspect of his childhood. And now we, I love this world. Everything's quick. I love Twitter now. Yeah. I know yeah. But that's that sense of, for our children, of just being quiet and listening to a story. We have to keep the balance going a little yeah. bit. Like this. Well, this is a little, a little strange, but we are wrapping soon. So um, this strangely, perfectly brings us to predictions. <laughs> <laughs> I just feel terrible because I feel like we haven't. You're after us. No, what, what have we not? No, we covered. No, we covered no, everything. We covered the show. We totally okay, did. Good. Yeah. Um, I just like I am. <laughs> did I fail? No. No. Oh my God! No, you've been literally amazing. I, you guys. So you got applause. Everyone oh, knows yeah. how I enjoyed this character, yes. Beverly. Right now, yeah. now I'm like totally enamored of this woman. Like I know, like, I like know, blowing my mind. mind. <laughs> like you can do science. Oh. I know you can come on the show whenever you want. Yeah, no, this <laughs> anytime. I think this is like, and you, I'm. Everyone love her. Follow her on Twitter. Yes. I I have to read Fifty Shades of Grey. Yes, you do. You you don't have to, but (laughs) you can. I can read it like in a day. In 15 minutes. Yeah, okay. It sounds like a quick read. It It is is. a quick read. It is a quick read. And we will discuss. I'm going to predict once again, just because... I, you know, listen, I think that the natural thing to assume about Holly would be that she is going to become manifest somehow physically so that she can be in a relationship with Fargo, you know, and that we've seen that the arm can mm. be controlled. But mm. I'm going to once again, and I could be off my rocker, once again suggest that it's going to be the splash route and he's going to join her world, that he's going to permanently <gasps> oh, go into the virtual lose- world. Fargo either, but don't you want him and Holly to be together? I know too much. Oh, okay. see, I think I think that I may change my mind next week. And I'm just saying, I'm this so big, sad for them right now. I girl. know. I mean, I think I, this is just something that Jamie said when he was on the show. I have a feeling she's going to sacrifice herself to let him live in the world. Oh, I know this is so heartbreaking. It's kind of hard. It is. They can't go on the way they are talking about like the worst kind of long distance relationship. I know. I'm going to predict that the writers of Eureka are going to blow your socks off. Oh, I can't wait to find out. And I think the couples are settling in. I think that that Carter and Joe is not going to happen. Yeah. So we are wrapping up. So. Oh, we have so much more to I say. I know, right? We'll just come on next week. Oh, thank, you. Thank, thank you. Thank you. And guys, you make sure you follow AfterBuzz TV at, at AfterBuzz TV. Um, you can follow me at, at Jenna Bush, B-U-S-C-H, like the beer, not the president. You can follow Zap to it at, at Zap, the number two it. You can follow me at J-R-O-T-H-C, and you should do it. Yes, you should. 
Oh, and he called <laughs> oh, me yeah. D. Ferentino. This is new. Yes, F A R E N T I N O. And Thank you should you. absolutely, absolutely do that. She's awesome. Yes, you really, really, really should. This is our follow Friday for you, even though it's Tuesday. <laughs> I, I tweet science facts. Exactly. That's so boring. I love no, that. it's no, awesome. That's not boring at all. Did you see the guy today who had half of his face yes. was yes? Oh my god! I know, I know. Okay, sunblock every day. Yeah, every every day. Did you see that? No, yeah. because I've been. It was in. in a, coma. It was in a. Um, oh, you've been in. A coma. It was in, <laughs> yeah. a, it was in a, a, a medical journal. It was a truck driver. And half of his face was always exposed to the sun, and the other half wasn't. And it is like gnarly on one side and completely beautiful on the other. Yeah, and both sides are beautiful. They're, yeah, okay, but differently beautiful. But differently beautiful. We end with we're sunblock. We're sunblock. We're sunblock. <laughs> and eat chocolate chip cookies. And, and eat chocolate, chocolate chip cookies. cookies. That is They're the lesson really of this good. show, <laughs> guys. We'll see you next week. <laughs> From Bing.com, executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff. I would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. You guys are so good at this. Oh, thank you. No, this is your great guest. You can come on every week. Seriously. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.